Welcome to Anderswick Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Brent Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for Paul and Lynn too. Thank you, God, for their sharing this morning. I thank you, God, that every one of us can have a revelation of yourself. We can have dreams and visions. We can have incredible revelations Uh, And I pray that anybody who needs that today, Lord, reveal yourself. Show yourself. Let the manifest presence of yourself be evident in our world and in our life. Let us know what it is to be able to go back to something that holds us to yourself, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for those defining moments that we can have. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I've been asked to speak on an actual specific subject as we look at this whole dynamic of, what are we doing? Practicing the way. Practicing the way. Practicing the way. The way. The way is the Jesus way. Uh, that's what they were known as in, uh, in the New Testament was people of the way. And so we've been talking about practicing the way. What is it to actually practice the way? What is it to be a follower of Jesus? What, is it, what, is, what it is to be a disciple of Christ. And so today's subject is community and fellowship. Community and fellowship. And this is a really important subject. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, uh, the Holy Spirit comes on, you know, has come on the disciples and now they're starting church. The whole New Testament is uh, beginning. New Testament church is beginning. And it says there they devoted themselves, verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to Fellowship, and to fellowship. The New Testament church was birthed out of community and led themselves into fellowship. And your journey in your practice of the way is to move towards fellowship. You can have community and you can have fellowship. And the reason why I say, hey, actually the end goal or the place you're leading yourself to really is from community to fellowship. The reason why I say that is because I found something out. If you're in a community, you're in a place of interest. But if you're in fellowship, you have a common purpose. Okay, we all live in a community, right? Uh, For us here, most of us would say we live in the community called Nelson. All right, we are a community. However, in this community, there are people we don't know. There are, we have a common interest because we have a geographical place where we live and it's called Nelson. So we're kind of together, but you know, it's really at an interest level. Whereas fellowship takes us beyond that. And uh, we're community is a group of people who invest or are unified by interest. Fellowship is a group of people who actually are together because they have a common purpose. So you're either going to be somebody who's all about community or you're going to move from community at some point in your life to actual fellowship. So from interest to purpose. Okay, so you, you understand that? You can have an interest or you can have purpose. What would you rather have? Everybody's looking for purpose. 
Why am I here? What's the reason for living? And the only way that you will ever find out your purpose is understanding what purpose actually is, and it's fellowship. And fellowship is the Greek word, uh, has a Greek word to it, just because I'm a theologian, not, and want to be really clever right now and explain to you that the word, the Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. Koinonia. And koinonia means purpose. So fellowship is we're fellowshipping together because of purpose. People that want community unify around an interest. In other words, I am interested. I am interested in church. I'm interested in knitting. I'm interested in being part of a connect group. I'm interested in forming a mountain bike group. And it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. That's where it starts. People come to church. Maybe you've come to church for maybe the first time this morning because you're interested. Interested in what? Interested in, in, in a community, maybe. Interested in what this is all about. But at some point, you've got to go deeper. You've got to delve into something far deeper. Your pathway cannot remain at just an interested space. At some point, you're going to have to take the plunge. Why? Because everybody's looking for fellowship. I'm looking for fellowship and so are you. Remember this quote of the week, it was curiosity that killed the cat. What's that got to do with it? Curiosity in Jesus will not keep you out of hell. At some point, your curiosity your interest has got to lead you to fellowship with Christ. That's when your life truly changes, right? You've got to taste and see that the Lord is good. So it's far more than just an interest. Imagine if God was only interested in us. There's no way He would have sent His Son Jesus to die on a cross for those who He was just simply interested in. He took it further. In fact, it went so far that when Jesus died on the cross, something happened in the temple. The curtain that held people back from the most holy of holies that only the priest could enter into was torn in two, which meant that now you can't just have community with God, you can actually have fellowship with God. It's not just an interest and the priest does all the work, it's now you are the priest. You are the royal priesthood. You are the chosen people. You're a holy nation. You're a people belonging to God. That's what's happened. That's what's taken place. And so we now walk into the presence and the place of God with all what? Boldness and confidence. Why? Because we've gone from an interest to a fellowship. We are now, our fellowship is in Christ. Scripture tells us we are in fellowship with Christ, the Holy Spirit and each other one another. It's pretty powerful, wasn't it? You have access to God now. You can have a relationship with Him now. He wanted a relationship with you now. The curtain's been turned. The curtain's been torn. And so now you have absolute access to to the presence of God. It's so exciting. Jumbles up my words out of excitement. See, everyone wants fellowship, but only too often do people actually get community. But community is shallow. 
People who desire fellowship unify around a common purpose. 1 John chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Powerful scripture in regards to fellowship. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with Him, with Christ, and yet walk in darkness, we are liars. We are liars, we lie, and we do not live out of truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, so walk in the light as He is in the light. Let us shine like the stars in the heavens. Oh Lord, be my guide and be my desire or salvation. All I want is to be in the light. All I want is to be all I want. Come on, guys, you've got to sing along. This is a sing song, not just a preach. Oh, okay, more coming up. Get ready. <laughs> so, we have, we, we, so we claim to have fellowship with Christ and yet we're walking in the darkness, we're lying. It's not the truth. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. It's interesting that that's in there when we're talking about having fellowship with one another. Because I think one of the greatest keys to have fellowship with one another is to understand that our sins have been forgiven, which means then that we can forgive and therefore we can actually have this fellowship rather than just a community of interest. How boring. Let me go on a mountain bike ride with a group of people. Okay, that was fun. Now what do we do? Let's go on another bike ride. But where's the fellowship? Where's the, where's the deeper stuff that's going on so that you're able to actually be in a place where you can share your concerns, you can, you can work through some things with some people, you can rub shoulders with some people who are like-minded, who can actually get some stuff sorted. You, you can get stuff sorted with them. I, mean, I don't know what it means for you, but, but maybe, maybe you're not in fellowship. Maybe you're just in community. Maybe it's just interest. Practicing the way takes us from community to fellowship, a people of common purpose, fellowship with Christ, fellowship with the Holy Spirit and fellowship with one another. That's the common purpose. I mean, knitting. I can knit. I can, Rosalie, I can. I know it shocks you. Uh, I can do plain and I can do pearl. Thank you. I'd love to show you right now, but I don't have my knitting needles on me. <laughs> Normally carry them around in my back pocket. You know, uh, I was at a conference once in Nashville, Tennessee, about 2,000 people there, and there was a guy down our row, a guy down our row, who was sitting there knitting while the conference was going on. Some people love that. That's fine. That's fine. Um, you know, the... the there's community without fellowship. And we need to desire for something greater than that. And I, by the way, there's nothing wrong with knitting. It was great having a nice, warm, woolly jersey over the winter time. We all know that. Look, the crowds hung around Jesus until Jesus didn't come up with the food. And then John chapter 6, Jesus begins to talk about a deeper thing with the crowds. 
And the Bible says in John chapter 6, it says, many turned back and no longer followed him. The disciples, however, had fellowship with Jesus, not just community, they had fellowship with Jesus. They were together for a purpose. They heard the call. Jesus said to them, come follow me. Come, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And they actually made a decision and they chose to follow Jesus. And when he left them, after three and a half years, he took off. That was it. They turned around and they turned the world upside down, building the kingdom of God. I don't think they just had community with Jesus. I think they had something far greater than that. What is God doing in this day? Churches globally on average are 30% down on their attendance. I would say looking in this room, that would be uh, totally the case with us. Sarah's sitting on her own in the second row. <coughs> I know, it's very sad. Yeah, if anyone wants to come and join her, come and join her. Tim, where are you? Oh, Tim's on the video, so he can't come. Rafaela, oh, Rafaela, good on you, dear girl. No one sits alone. It's not what it's meant to be. Um, but, but to be honest, globally, the church is down 30%. Is God sorting out the goats from the, from the uh, you know, what are they? The sheep? Is, is he sorting out the wheat from the tears, the weeds from the wheat, I guess? What's he doing? Or have actually people realised they've simply only been interested in community and never intended to get deeper and therefore never really understood or even wanted in their own lives to have fellowship in the first place? You can easily go move to another community because you're not tied to it. There's nothing really connecting you to it. People move countries, people move cities all the time because they're in community, but it's harder to leave a place when you're actually in fellowship, right? Fellowship, uh, there's a different story to that because you can be away from a place and miss them so much because you've got fellowship rather than it's just being a community. So amazes me how someone can move from Nelson to Christchurch and never really be too concerned about what they've left, right? Um, 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light, He is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Okay, here's three things. Here's three things. The Apostle Paul showed us what fellowship meant to him. Ready for this? Three things. Philippians chapter one, verse three to 11. Let me read it to you. It might be on the screen. Brooke, we all good? Thumbs up, excellent. I thank my God, Paul said. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to a church, the Philippian church. Now look, let me tell you this. Paul was not in Philippi. He was not, he was not with the Philippians. He was in Rome. He was in jail. And he, he suddenly comes to uh, write this letter to the Philippians. And he says this, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work will be faithful to what? To completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you 
since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the Gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. He's not even there. He's not even in the room. Verse nine, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Powerful. Fellowship rather than just community. So number one, Paul said, I have you in my mind as I remember you. You were always on my mind, on my mind. Come on. You are always on my mind. (laughs) Disappointing. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy. Isn't it remarkable? Paul was thinking of others and not of himself. As he awaited his trial in Rome, Paul's mind went back to the believers in Philippi and every recollection he had brought him joy. Joy is the flag flown high from the castle of my heart, from the castle of my... Look, you could have joined me on that one. Bryce, thank you. So Paul's mind goes back to the believers in Philippi and every recollection he had, it brought him joy. Why? Because we're partners in the Gospel. Why? Because we've got a common purpose. We're in fellowship. Do I have people in my life that when I think of them, it brings such joy? Do you have people in your life that brings, when you think of them, even though they're not here, it brings such joy? I haven't been here for six weeks, but I've got to tell you, I'm proud of Annisbrook. I'm proud of the church. Every time I think and even speak about my church, it brings me joy. I mean, you imagine as a pastor, every time I thought of you, it brought sadness. (laughs) Good point, Brent. Madness. No, why? Because we're in fellowship. Something deeper going on. Which means when I'm away in Rome, in prison. <laughs> and I remember you, it brings such joy. And when I'm away, I miss you. And here's another question to think about. Am I the kind of Christian who brings joy to my fellow Christians when they think of me. Oh, can't touch this. <laughs> MC Hammer. <laughs> Sorry. It's drugs. <laughs> hey, we had, a, we had a speaker once. Oh no, I can't even go there. No, I know I will. But he had dosed himself up on um, 
Advil, he'd, he'd had the flu, dosed himself up on you know penicillin or, or neurofin or whatever, but he'd overdosed himself with it, and he spoke for over over an hour, and he, and, and he just couldn't stop talking. It was the most funniest thing. Anyway, uh, just moving on. That's not me. Number two, <laughs> I have you in my mind. Number two, Paul says this. He says. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, verse seven, because I hold you in my heart. Because I hold you in my heart. You are always on my mind. No, that was that one. You're in my heart, you're in my soul. Grow old, you are my, oh, we won't go there. You're in my heart. I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm singing is because I want you to get it. You're in my mind, you're in my heart. Fellowship. How do I know I'm in fellowship? Because I've got people in my mind and I've got people in my heart, even though they're not with me today. But I'm praying, believing for them, speaking good of them, praying for them, honouring them, serving them, building the Kingdom of God with them, loving them, loving Christ, loving the Holy Spirit, loving one another. I'm in fellowship. Someone has observed that many people today would have to confess, you are more on my nerves than in my heart. <laughs> I heard an amen up back there. Number three, number three, mind, heart. <laughs> I have you in my prayers. I have you in my prayers. Welcoming my here now. And wondering what clothes to wear now. I say a little prayer for you forever and ever. Forever and ever. I got you on my mind, I've got you in my heart, and I have you in my prayers. And all my prayers for all of you, I will always pray with joy. In verse nine, and it is my prayer. When did you last pray for someone other than yourself? Paul prayed. He prayed for the people. He prayed for the church. He prayed for those that he remembered and was remembering with such joy, this incredible church. Because he was in fellowship. The kind of fellowship that produces joy. The kind of fellowship that takes you deeper. A fellowship that takes you into an arena that is absolutely life changing. It's better for you, it's healthier, you grow quicker. You don't just know about God, you know God. Not, he's not just an interest to you, he, you're actually in fellowship with Him. Are you in fellowship? Is there a common purpose? Are you in fellowship with Christ? Are you in fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Are you in fellowship with one another? Let me pray. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity. I feel the anointing of God in this place this morning. 
us is the deep heart of God. I feel like everything I've spoken about this morning, even though it's been hilarious and all of that, but I feel the heart of God, his desire for us to to be everything of what I've talked about today. To have one another on our minds, to have one another in our hearts, to have one another in our prayers. But the, the most important thing out of all of that is not just a kind of a club where we get together and love one another, but we actually get to love God. And every eye closed, every head bowed right now, there's an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity. Like, I'm, this is not a, I'm not going to force you or manipulate you or anything, but boy, there might be somebody here this morning who knows that they've just been doing community, community, community. It's just all about interest, but you're not getting any further. You're not going anywhere with that. And you know that there's got to be a decision that's made in regards to your relationship with Jesus. Because when we are in Jesus, we become brothers and sisters. When we are in Jesus, something tighter happens. Something greater happens. And it opens you up to a whole new world. A whole new world of of wonder. A new world of miracles. A new world that that takes you beyond uh, the struggles even of your own life. Yep, you still might have struggles, but boy, it's better with Him. And it's better with one another. It's not easy, but it's easier. So right now, I just want to give an opportunity. You're saying, Brent, I, I really want to step in. Thank you. I want to step in. I want to move from that place of community, that place of interest. I want to move into fellowship. I want purpose in my life. I want to know about what it is to be connected to Christ in such a way that He is leading me. He's leading my life. I tell you what, you know, to, there's a great key to this. It's not just putting your hand up, but I'm going to ask you to put your hand up soon. But ultimately, really, it is surrender. You're surrendering your way for His way. You're surrendering, surrendering everything about your own life that would take you down a track, or that is taking you down a track, should I say, that's leading you to nowhere. Because I tell you what, you surrender, give God your life, you'll start to lead somewhere. And He will lead you somewhere. Somewhere greater. If that's you this morning, saying, Brent, would you pray for me? And I'll give you that opportunity. You might, you might have already made a decision at some point in your life, but you know you're disconnected. You know you're, you're, you're in community, you're interested, but it's, uh, it's, it hasn't been going all that brilliantly over the last little while. And you realise even this morning that God's been speaking to you, showing you there's a step that needs to be made. Maybe it's a step back to Him. Maybe that's what it is for you as well. Just a step back into into the family. Step back into His household. Step back into understanding what it is to have fellowship with Him. Coming into His presence. Not being shy of it. Not feeling like there's a curtain between you and Him. The curtain's been torn. Father, I pray right now, just begin to speak. Begin to show your wonderful people how much you love them, how much you care for them, how much you want to get to know them. He's here right now. Why don't you tell him, God, if you are here right now, then I, I want to connect. I want to know you. 
I want to have fellowship with you. What a, great, what a great thing to be able to say. What a great desire to have in your own heart. God takes out of you your heart of stone, gives you a heart of flesh, puts a new spirit in you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If that's you, you're saying, Brent, would you pray for me? Then wouldn't you just, will you just raise your hand so I can acknowledge you've raised your hand? It's not really a magical thing to do. It's just simply, this is a decision I'm making today. God bless you over here. Anybody else? Saying, Brent, would you pray for me? I need to reconnect or I need to connect with God. God bless you over there. Anybody else? Feel like you've been walking away and you're walking towards Him now. God bless you over here. Cool. Awesome. Anybody else? Don't want to miss anybody looking around. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for these ones that are just responding this morning. I thank You for Your love for them and I thank You, Lord God, they're reaching out to You right now. Lord, you know, the Word says, the Bible says, uh, when you draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. He will draw near to you. He doesn't think about it. doesn't think maybe, doesn't say maybe. He, he actually draws closer to you. Feel the closeness of God in this place. Not just in this place, but now in you. God puts a new spirit in you. Surrender everything, God, to you. Well, that's a great prayer to pray. I surrender everything to you, God. I give you my life. I give you everything of who I am. And I say, Lord, now lead me into a new place that takes me deeper into fellowship with you and with others. I thank you that you forgive me of my sin. I thank you, Lord, that I can know what it is to walk in freedom today. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I thank You for the freedom today. I just feel like shackles just being lifted off, broken off around, someone felt like someone's come in with a shackle around their neck. So it's just such a heaviness around your neck area. You're kind of struggling to, you know, even lift your head. You've struggled even in the worship to lift your head. It's like something's just happened just now, a breaking of the shackle around your neck. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. It's a freedom of worship and a freedom of praise is about to come on your life. I'm talking to those who responded this morning. A freedom to worship and a freedom to praise is coming on your life. I really believe that for those of you who responded this morning, right in this time, that there is a, a, a dance that God has for you. I don't know whether you dance or not, it doesn't really matter. But there is a dance that God, want, that God has for you, a, a, takes you out from a, uh, out of the world and into the kingdom of God. And He turns your mourning into dancing and your sorrow into joy. Joy and dancing shall be your repertoire from this day on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Basilia, I just, uh, I, um, I, I just really feel uh, for you, God, um, God is... God is with you. Uh, that's pretty basic, but it's also quite deep when you wonder if He is. But I really believe God is wanting to say to you, Basilia, He is with you. you he is with you and you are with Him. You might feel like, uh, you know, moving to New Zealand from South Africa can often be tr tremendous upheaval. But I want to say, I really hope that it does seem so simple, but sometimes the simple things are so important. God is with you. He is with you. He is with you. Right. He is with you. Right. You know what that means? 
that's going to be okay. That's all good. He's happy and He wants you to be happy. He's fun and He wants you to have fun. He's to be enjoyed and He wants you to enjoy. And He wants you to enjoy the experiences of the new things. There are new things. Sometimes we get settled with, you know, what we used to and things like that. But there is there are new things for you. See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? You want, it's, it's, it's welling up. It's, it's coming up like a spring. And uh, you're going to be known as somebody, yeah, Basilia means royalty, absolutely royalty, but also a girl who loves new things. New, way, new things are from God, not, not just sitting with status quo, but always looking beyond and going, hmm, I think we could do something new there or do something different over there. Or, you know, that whole creative thing. God's got something very creative uh, ahead for you. You get the creative gift on your life. And no, your parents haven't talked to me about you. Uh, man, I was thinking about someone here. Sophie, 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 uh, Sophie, I just really feel like just the encouragement of God for you. But, uh, again, I don't know what, what's been going on or anything like that, but, but often in the tough seasons, we l- lose the fact that God wants to encourage us. We lose the fact that there is actually an enjoyment with God that takes us not out of sometimes those difficulties, but boy, we can certainly handle it better. And just because we hear his little whisper, Sophie, you're doing great. Sophie, you're amazing. You're awesome. You're wonderful. And just the presence of God around your life. And you know, sometimes it's all we need just to get us through, you know? Yeah. It's all we need just to get us through, just to hear Him. God wants to shout that over you. Not just whisper it, but shout it over you. Sophie, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're doing great. Go, girl. Thank you, Lord. Uh, What's your name? Sorry. Your name in the white? Yep. Crystal. Oh, with a K? With an L at the end? No, I'm just joking. Crystal. Uh, I just kind of feel that there is, there's mountains to be moved. There's mountains to be moved and God's going to move them. You're going to, yep, declaration, absolutely. Speak over it. Don't be afraid of it. Look at the mountain. Speak to the mountain. You watch, you watch that mountain move. There are going to be miracles. You're going to be a girl known for the miracles of God. Not just for yourself, not just for your family, but for others. Right. You're going to be known to be one who just reaches out the hand, just lovingly, care, care, no, no major drama. Reaches out your hand in absolute love and care for somebody and see restoration in another person's life. You're going to be the restorer. Crystal the restorer. Crystal the Restorer. That's cool, eh? I like that. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, God, for all that you're doing in this place. I thank you, Father, for lives being changed. I thank you, Lord. You're not just wanting a community. You're wanting a fellowship. And we fellowship with you today. 
We choose to fellowship with you. So come on, let's stand. Let's sing this song as we... Uh, as we... we hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.